you are at the net. And welcome, friends, to another episode of the At The Net podcast, powered by Tex-Mex Productions. Working the soundboards in the back of the house are our producers, D-Mac and Dave the Brain. Time to say hello to your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, as they're about to take us through three sets of tennis, talking life and all the news as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell. Uh, thanks to our Ethernet podcast girl for that fabulous introduction. Welcome, fans of the great game. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 42. 42, AJC. 42 play, in it? less than a year, brother. Wow. Love it. Of Ethernet podcast with your AJC, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Adrian Chabria. Yeah. And I'm CB1. That's Craig Bell, who are talking the great game of tennis as if it seems to us. us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos. That would be at Tex-Mex Productions. That would be Darian D. Mac McBrayer. And Dave the Brain DeLeo from back of the house are on the soundboards moving the dials and buttons tonight. Make it sound like real people. Are we real people? That we are, bro. We're, we're not memorics, right? No, we're not a tape. We're in the digital age, and we happen to be on camera, too. Well, so and our probably, what's up, everybody? Cheers. And our guest that I'm about to intro here in a second probably yeah. doesn't remember that commercial for memorics. She won't. She, she won't. was born <laughs> 10 years after that, I'm sure, yeah. Also, be sure to check out our good work on Fireside, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, PocketCast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Basically, kids, that's all the communication podcasts that are available out there in the world of uh, the digital podcast and social media, right? New media, new media, love it. Yep, and if you are a female, maybe we can get our guest to, to, our special guest here in a second, to do an opening liner for us. She's got a good voice and a good accent. She can do it, yeah. Because we're always looking for somebody to do the opening intro when we do all the uh, uh, post-production work. We'll we'll, uh, have... uh, uh, music and uh, our opening intro from uh, the female voice. Yeah, yeah. We even, always like that. Even in a foreign accent, we That's love right. that too. Well, Jamie, do you do a foreign accent? Can you do the uh, foreign accent? I can't. I can only do whatever accent I have. Which some people they don't even know where I'm from. But uh, you, no, I, I can't. Sorry. You you grew up. Uh, you and I grew up maybe two exits from each other off the Taconic Parkway. And your accent is gone. It is not even a New York accent anymore. I'm, but the thing is, I've never had one. Like, yeah. You can ask anyone. My mom, she has a pretty thick Jewish New York accent. Um, my sister, I don't know about my brothers my dad, but I think when I'm angry yeah. and, just, and when I'm around them or talking to them, it comes out. But I don't even know what it is. Wait, so... Where are you from? I, I grew up um, I not far from you, actually. Uh, you played at Club Fit in Briarcliff. Yep. I played at Club Fit Jefferson Valley back when it was the Jefferson Valley Racket Club. That's right. Did we talk about that? I think, I, I, I think it was a quick uh, uh, text, quick conversation. Yeah, so, so Yorktown, New York, and then uh, and I, I yeah. played also at Sawmill. Which is very close Sawmill, to you, I think, too. I, I grew up there as well. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, it was Club Fit, Sawmill, and then when I was, like, eight, I was at uh, Hard Scrabble in Brewster. Brewster is, so. like, north and east of where I grew up. That's a drive for you, huh? Is that Punky Brewster? <laughs> yeah. My mom, would, my mom would drive me. Uh, it was, like, four... Uh, no traffic, I think 35, but probably like 40, 45. That's not bad for suburbs of New York. Yeah, that's okay. All you got to say is, I want to hear you say coffee talk. Oh, coffee. yeah. Say coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we know you're a New Yorker. Yeah. Well, I, coffee. I, I, yeah, let's go have a cup of coffee. If we AJ. were doing this during the day, I would have probably come out with, hey, you know, we'll talk. We'll have coffee. We'll talk. 
Linda Richmond. I'm, I'm getting verklempt over here. Uh, just talking to this kid from uh, West, from Bestchester County. She's from your hood, right? <laughs> she is. Well, why don't we get rolling? This well, is so, so. We are thankful yeah. to have that little banner right there. But we are talking to Jamie Loeb, who is a current WTA professional on the tour right now. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of on the tour, I guess, because there's not a tour right now. But whatever semblance there is of tour play, yeah. you're, you're going to be on the tour back at it. Maybe, I think you were saying tomorrow even that uh, you're going to be playing some tennis, but grew up in the New York area, uh, played some tennis at University of North Carolina. There. Yes. Some Tar Heels. Can you say Carolina? Tar Heels. Tar Heels? She gave us a Go Heels. Oh, yeah. Go Heels. Okay. Yeah. So, no, did you like barbecue? Are you a barbecue person? No. No. I, I don't. Um, but I think when I was at UNC, it was probably like the first time I ever had like pulled pork at, like, Dickie's Barbecue. I know mm. it's a chain, but... That's, yeah. not, that's not real barbecue. That's, like that's not real barbecue. Yeah, I Sorry, know. Jamie. That's the, yeah. yeah. Next time you come back to Texas, we'll, we'll take you to a barbecue place. Yeah, and down here it's... I, oh, I've, I've had a legit, a legit barbecue in Texas. Um, in Waco... I went when I when I went after I went into Williams. We went to this like place, and it was just like I mean, you could your clothes smelled like yes. smoked meat. Yeah. And, um, Wacko's yeah, not real barbecue. Legit. Sorry, you were sweating the entire time. I'm, yeah, you're getting, the close, you're getting closer to barbecue. Wacko, mm, sorry, no, really? almost, almost. You know, Austin and Dallas have a few. Yeah, Austin and Dallas have and a few. And we're only an hour north and south of that, Waco. It's Wacko. It's Wacko, yeah. Texas. Hey, Waco. do you happen to remember yeah. the name of the place? Yeah, same place. Oh, I have. Uh, I have pictures somewhere on my phone. Yeah. I don't remember. I can ask my sister. She was there. Yeah. I might text her right now. Oh, and cool. Maybe cool. I'll, uh, cool. Let you guys know, like, I, compensation. Yeah. Why not? We may get a. We'll, we'll mention them and yep. we'll get a, a drink or we'll get a yeah. side. Yeah, we'll get a side. We'll get a free side. We'll get a free you know, coleslaw. Because the past year, 42 episodes, we are now influencers. Yes. So anytime oh, we, we go to a coffee place or an ice cream place, we only play triple. Oh. They only charge oh. triple. Oh. Because we're influencers now, you know? Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking now? I think this might have been in Dallas. Okay. Because I remember, it, this could have been in Dallas. I don't know. It was during NCAA. It was right yeah. after NCAA's, and there was like a tornado warning and everything, and we were just like, now you're talking. Hey, so now you're talking. Got to have a tornado warning if you're in Texas. Yeah, now. I bet it was in Dallas. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Especially right after NCAA's. That would be right about, now. About right? that time. About yeah, the, yeah, like, like, tornado yeah. like May, mid May. Yeah, you're in, you're yeah. in tornado season. But you had an illustrious uh, junior career also in college, All American. Uh, had, had a really stellar career at University of North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. I always like saying Carolina. I love Carolina. saying Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Did you go to many basketball games at the Dean Dome? I did. Yeah. I, um, you know, I was able to um, go to also a UNC Duke basketball game, mm. and probably one of the coolest moments of my life. I actually got recognized on court. Um, oh, cool. I think it was like close to halftime. Um, yeah, I think for when I won All Americans in. Um, and indoors, or maybe something like that. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Like that was just such a cool moment. Did, did you get to do the uh, wave at the crowd? You know, with the obligatory kind of like the uh, the uh, royalty kind royalty. Of. Did you yes, kind of wave did. to all your servants? I was like waving to the crowd. I was like, oh my god! Great. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> who, who won the basketball game? Just out of curiosity, did you all? Kill UNC Duke? did, yeah. and I think it was a buzzer beater. Oh, oh what a wow. moment! 
At the Dean yeah. Dome. At the Dean Dome. At the Dean Dome. Wow. Yeah, it was it was nuts, and everyone was like rushing the court. It was wild. And this was only like three years ago or two years ago. No, this this was this was six years ago. Oh, you were a freshman or sophomore? Yeah. Yeah. I was a freshman. So Roy, Roy Williams was the coach probably at that time, wasn't he? Had Dean already retired? Oh, yeah, yeah. Coach Smith? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I know my, my basketball. And, and Michael Jordan probably had not been there in a while either, I would say, you know. <laughs> at UNC. Did you know Jordan went there? The, a pretty famous guy. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Definitely knew that. <laughs> oh, they're indoctrinated with that. Oh, okay. Sure. That's when you first go on campus. They tell yeah. you, hey, this is home of Michael Jordan. Yeah. We want you to remind you of that. Yeah, you don't have to watch Last Dance for that. Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Did you watch Last Dance just out of curiosity? A fellow... I did. I, did yes, you? I watched it every week. Um, I know. I'm sad. Tonight would have been uh, week number six, if there was one. Uh-huh. Or did it? No. It I think it ended last weekend, didn't it? I think it did. That was the last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. It, it gave me, like, the goosebumps. And even when Roy Williams was talking and yeah. they were talking about, you know, UNC and his playing days there, it was just it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I imagine so. So, so uh, let's get back to tennis now. Sorry, yeah, sorry sure. we kind of took it down a different rabbit hole, but we're, we're really happy to have you tonight. Uh, it's not many opportunities we have to get the chance to uh, – Talk to a current WTA player. We've mm-hmm. talked to some players, but especially a current player that uh, is on the tour out there uh, trying to earn a living that uh, kind of got canceled at the moment for, what, about the last three months? When's the last professional match you played? Uh, uh, Indian Wells 125, mm-hmm. and that was March, like, like 5th. Okay, yeah. yeah. So almost... By the time you start really playing again, it might be about three months, about 90 days before you get a chance to really get get going with. Uh, what, what do you hear from the tour? What do they? What do they? Do they keep you updated every week? Do they update you with just a, a quick text or like, and nah, then just you know, what what do they do? How kind of they get the um, word out? I mean, it's pretty much whatever. Like everyone else knows, we know. Um, I will get an email and just kind of like word of mouth with some of the players that are on the council, mm. um, but. Yeah, right now everything's suspended till July 31st. But um, I just saw not too long ago on Twitter that World Team Tennis is aiming to be played in uh, West Virginia starting July 12th. So there's that. Yeah, that's soon. Are you a World Team Tennis player? Are you on a team? Are going to be? Uh, I'm not. I would like to. Um, I know it's going to be really tough this year. But I, yeah, I would, I would love to. I've never played. I've been like an alternate before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would love to have the opportunity. Which team was that? New York Sport Times, maybe. Yeah. 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 When I was training there. Yeah, you were at Randall's Island anyway. That's cool. Yeah. Our friend, uh, another Craig, Craig Carden, is the uh, coach of the Freedoms, Philadelphia Freedoms. Oh, Craig. Yeah, good fella. In fact, he was episode two, yeah. right? You want you want to be on the team? We can make that. Yeah, happen we'll for just uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pull we'll a string. Hey, Craig, you know, yeah, <laughs> he, he did hit me up the other day asking where I write a newsletter. He goes, "Where's yeah. your newsletter?" He was bored, I guess. So he, he he is starved for content like uh, the rest of the world. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. he he doesn't live very far from where we're sitting right now. That's right. Yeah. And we, we can influence. So if you're interested in WTT, we'll we'll, we'll say we'll make that happen. For yeah, you. we'll put Obviously, in. A... I, might, I might just you know shoot Craig a text right now. And oh be like, yeah. So. Well, yeah, well yeah, yes, most definitely say, hey, you know, you're your fellow podcast alum of yeah. Net, so, I mean, that should be up for something, yeah. you would think. 
So how'd you, how'd you get started in tennis? What, what, uh, tell us your background, a little bit about tennis growing up. Uh, were you uh, two years old, you know, just uh, hitting balls when you're like, uh, you know, three, four, yeah. five, six? What, what were you doing? Yeah, how did it all age? start? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I grew up, uh, you know, playing in Briarcliff at a club fit when mm -hmm. I was three years old. I'm the youngest of four. Um, my oldest brother, Jason, um, and, and then my other brother, Justin, my sister, Jenna, they grew up playing. Um, you know, my mom, she taught herself. My dad, he never played, but has always been super involved with our tennis. Um, and, yeah, and then by the time I was born, I was, like, basically had no choice. So uh, picked up a racket, and, uh, I mean, my oldest brother, Jason, played for Springfield. Jenna went to Wake Forest, mm -hmm. played there. And then Justin, he ended up not playing in college. We went to Quinnipiac. But, um, you know, tennis was a big part of our family. And, yeah, I started when I was age three. And, um, yeah, and here I am at age 25 still playing. Excellent. Any of the kids that you grew up with, just out of curiosity there, uh, go on like yourself to play pro tennis? I'm just kind of curious, any, any uh, up there in the New York area, New York City area, especially around Randall's Island and McEnroe, you probably had to grow yeah. up with some pretty, pretty good kids. Yeah, um, I mean, actually, uh, Louisa Tirico, she's from Harrison, yeah. which isn't too far um, where I'm at. And, uh, yeah, she played, she's um, been on the tour, and I mean, she, um, you know, has had great success over the years. And, um, you know, she's been, I think, a little bit injured the past year or so. And then Noah Rubin, yep. we grew up, um, you know, basically um, kind of like training with each other and just at uh, Randall's Island. And just, yeah, I remember we got like the sportsmanship award when we were like, I don't know, like 10 years old or something like that, 12 years old. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's from Long Island, and uh, it's just nice to see, you know, kind of us uh, growing up and kind of having that same career path. And, uh -huh. you know, along the way, you see people trying to pursue it or, um, you know, in juniors, you think so-and-so is going to make it, and then, yeah, they get burnt out or they have other passions. So, um, yeah. And you and Noah, and, and Noah's a friend of the show, and he's been on the show, uh, I guess it was October, right? Yeah, 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 about eight months ago. Yeah, and um, you two played dubs once at the U.S. Open. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, we actually played twice together. Uh, you know, you know, Noah's a character, and he always makes me laugh. He always have a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, especially when we played on the new grandstand against uh, Dabrowski and Bopana. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people there. Uh, it is at night, so it was fun. Got the crowd kind of into it. And, um, yeah, I think we, we kind of know each other's ins and outs. And yeah. It's nice that we kind of have that, um, you know, that chemistry as well. And it's just, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And hopefully we can do that again in the future. Um, that, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. That's that was that was a really cool moment. Do you like playing mixed doubles? Just out of curiosity, is that? Uh, I mean, I've only played three times because you're only playing mixed doubles at the slams, and um, I mean, my ranking isn't high enough. My doubles ranking isn't high enough to kind of get into other slams. So I've gotten, um, you know, fortunately I've gotten wild cards in the past. Um, one year I played with Mitch Kruger. That was also a lot of oh. fun too. So yeah, he's from yeah, here. I mean, it, it's cool. It, it's it's fun. Like you know, also just like testing the guys and just like sometimes the guys just think they're you know the, the guys like want to take control and you know 
think do they have to? But it's like, no, like it's, it's kind of cool where I'm just like returning like 130 mile per hour serve. And I'm like, yeah. oh, look what I did. <laughs> and you crack it back. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so did, when you were at uh, Mac's place, did you ever hit with Johnny? Did you ever hit with John Mac? Johnny Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hit with him quite a bit. Um, yeah, we pra- like play practice sets and practice points against each other uh-huh. pretty much every time. Uh, yeah, we, we got really competitive, got into it. And yeah, we, we spent quite a bit of time together on court. Did you beat him? Did you throw his racket and get mad and, yo, you cannot be I serious? Beat, I beat him once in a game to 21. You did. He was so pissed. <laughs> and, like, normally he will, like, talk to me after and, and just, like, kind of, you know, talk about what happened and, like, you know, give his two cents. But, right. like, he was very quick to get off the court. He was done, huh? And, like, yeah. So I'll, Good for I'll you. take that. I mean, he, he's beaten me quite a bit, but I'll definitely hold on to that. No, that that's a badge of honor right there. That's that's what you know. You get uh, that that's the star treatment. You know that now it you really know is. now you know you're somebody if you make him mad enough to where. Yeah. You know I think that's kind of you know intuitive like you know you're it's kind of a backhanded compliment to get yelled at by McEnroe or get the cold shoulder. I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a... He, he's thinking you're a peer all, almost now. All of a sudden you're in that rare air of uh, well I can tell you what to do because I you know I just kicked your butt but now all of a sudden the tables were turned and. You know, Jaime Lube got, got him. You know, yeah. <laughs> little, 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 little Jamie, little Jamie. Jamie, how old were you when you took him down in a twenty-one? Um, I was probably probably like like eighteen or nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, heading to college or, or already freshman? Yeah, um, I don't know, somewhere, yeah, somewhere right around in there. that. And I'm sure he he may have fancied his chances more if if you had serves and returns and all in, but this was like baseline points, right? Um, no, this was serves and oh, returns. It was. I'm impressed. It was a game, was a game to 21 yeah. with serves and returns. Not that drop hit. Not drop hit. Greatness. Yeah. Good for you. Because his serve is wicked still at the age of well, I'm sure that 61. Slider, the slider out wide in the ad court. You, yeah. probably, you never saw a forehand. Oh in my the god! Ad court. Yeah, it, it still gives me nightmares. Like it's so hard beating his serve yeah. too. Like I, I struggle with that. I mean, the closest I've gotten to in sets, like we're on clay, gave me a little bit more time. But yeah, yeah I mean, his his serve is insane, it's and still you know, force, he just yeah. he knows where to put the ball every time. It's it's just. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not coming. You know, 150 miles an hour. That that no, 95 miles. No, it's not like it's coming fast, but he just takes it so early yeah. and redirects it and mm. disguises it so well that you know sometimes you're just yeah you're just caught off balance and caught off guard a bit, and uh, you know it, it's tough. Mm. That, well, what have you been doing during the the quarantine? The last you know couple of, couple of months, have you been practicing, or I mean, is that something that uh, uh, you know what have you been doing? Yeah, I've, uh, you know, more recently, I've um, hit a bit more. There's, like, a public community park with a few courts that have been opened. And, um, you know, I was just hitting kind of, like, a couple times a week. And now I've been kind of hitting, like, three times a week, but just a little bit more intensely. Um, Been working out every day. Um, 
sisters, uh, you know, a home Jimmy and this other girl, um, Irina Falcone. Oh, yeah, I remember we've Irina Falcone. Been, yeah, yeah, we've been working out together, uh, going for some runs, learning to cook like everyone else, yeah. you know, to bake like everyone else. Love it. Um, been doing uh, virtual yoga a couple times a week with uh-huh. one of my um, teammates at UNC, Tessa. So she's been getting me nice and limber. So yeah. that's been, um, yeah, that, that's been fun. Just- yeah, v- virtual yoga is awesome because you're virtually a lot more flexible now. And it's just virtually so few, so much uh, fewer injuries now, yeah. virtually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Virtually, oh, yes. virtually, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, in reality, yes. that will, uh, trans- that will, uh, transfer right. over. Right. Hey, uh, our mutual friend uh, Jeff Coleman is asking. Uh, you know, you mentioned Mac. He and I have both played with Mac and and know him a little bit too. He's asking uh, a cool question. He says, "So, will you bet on Mac or Serena in the big match if it should happen one day? What are you thinking there?" Oh, my God. It, like, everyone loves talking about this. Okay? They love it. They love it. Um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen John play in ages. I, yeah. I honestly probably would, I would give it to John. I mean, yeah. I think his serve, his just, I don't know, like, also him, like, his, his hands are a joke. Like, I just think his variety and the spin might throw Serena off. Um and yeah, just like disguising a serve. But if Serena can get a strike on it and move John around, yeah. I would give it to her. Like if it was baseline points, I would say Serena. But I think even to this day, um, you know, with John's age and physically, like I think he still has it. And he is probably one of the most competitive people that I know. And he he hates to lose. He hates like missing a ball when we're practicing, like, you know, it, it, it's not it's not a front or anything. That's just him, and I think that's also just what makes like the greatest athletes. Yeah, like great. Like they're just their determination and will to win and um, succeed. So I don't know. It'd be interesting because I think they would get into it <laughs> for sure. I've gotten into it with John. Yeah, um, but I I, I I don't know. I still think that John will would win. Well, I think he'd throw so many things at Serena. You know, like you said, different spins, different the, the pace, that the uh, no pace, uh, being able to come in. He's not going to get in a rally with Serena. There's no yeah. way that he's going to get in one of those extended, you know, ba- baseline to baseline. It, somebody's coming in within about five shots. Yeah, she, she is a force and so physical and so amazing, but he bends the time-space continuum when you play with him. Like, you hit a really hard ball, and he handles it, like you said, with the hands, redirects it. He hits a ball that doesn't seem that hard, and it skids off the court. You're like, wow, he's making me make cautious, mishit kind of shots. And uh, it's not always good. Like, you're, he's 10 years older than I am, and he, he's your age. No, he's, 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 a, year uh, he's older. a year older than you, yeah. He's I, I played he's him. 61. I was, I'm 60. I was 28 <laughs> and pretty good, and he was 38 and ridiculously good. And um, sort of like what, you, what he did uh, with you with the serving – he was a little intense, and he made damn sure that the first serve he hit was an ace. <laughs> Every like, time. absolutely. The he's, he's that competitive. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He tries to go for you when you're at the net, just yeah. taking rallies. Like, <laughs> he'll, he'll kind of just play mind games, like, from the beginning. And if you're not used to it, it kind of throws you off. But mm. then, like, once you know, like, you expect it, and you kind of, like, I always dished it back to him because uh-huh. – 
I'm, I'm not going to take that. Good for you, kid. <laughs> Is he a pretty good coach? I mean, was he insightful? Like afterwards, you know, when he's, you know, when he, when you after he didn't after you beat him, obviously he wasn't going to talk to you that much. But other times, was he was he pretty insightful? Is it like, hey, Jamie, you know, probably this, this, or this, or is there was there anything that you remember, recall that that uh, just out of curiosity? Um, I mean, you know, it's tough because he sees it through the lens of John, like the way he plays and. Mm his style so um you know sometimes it's hard to kind of relate to it and just do what he says but um you know I think the biggest thing too is just uh I mean yeah he would always kind of drill in my head like being conscious of like the unforced errors and like where am I missing like making those corrections um sooner rather than later and Mm -hmm. then just yeah especially at the net too with volleys like um, training your eyes and um, I think like one thing I kind of do to this day which I learned from him is like you know when balls are like pretty far above your shoulders or what or like might be going out just like just don't hit them and like even when you're just practicing because kind of just trains your eyes to be alert and because um, you know sometimes in matches like you might swing at those or try to hit those and then just either miss or like you know just it's just all about like being alert and um yeah, I kind of, like, learned that from him and just, yeah, being aware of my mistakes. Would, would, he, would he tell you to stand straight up and drop your racket head below your mm-hmm. wrist on your volley like he does? That's uh, the most awkward volley. No. He's got the best <laughs> pair of hands. I mean, the dude's, like you said, he said uh, he has some sick hands. Yeah, the and, best. But there's nobody who's going to stand straight-legged and drop your racket head below your wrist and volley. Like yeah, he co- coaches don't coach that. Uh, That's one of those. Usually it's like bend your knees and keep your racket head yeah. up a little bit more about level with your – the bottom of the racket, but oh. I mean, the dude, I've seen him hit some, some incredible shots uh, over the years, especially like at Wimbledon where you've got to hit those kind of, kind of those low volleys and all of a sudden he, he's standing perfectly upright and dropping the racket head down to his feet. And mm. then all of a sudden just that soft hand just kind of went, boop, like that in the points over. And you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, but I, I think it'd be fun to, to uh, play with him and just uh, have that type of, I just wondered if, if he gave you any real insight like that, would he, would he, is, is he, would he, a good coach from that standpoint, not mm-hmm. just just specifically, uh, as opposed to like uh, get your unforced errors down or get your first serve in mm-hmm. or get your return in. Um, yeah. Personally, no. Um, John sees it the way he sees it, the yeah. way he wants to play. Sure. So yeah, it's hard fine. for him to like take himself out of it and take himself out of the game because a he's still playing and whenever yes. he is practicing he's working on his stuff too yeah. not your stuff um, his stuff right is, yeah like you know which he's <laughs> at his age like he's still trying to get better and um you know that, that's pretty remarkable but yeah I, I just think he uh you know especially on the women's side too that he may not see it in ways that I would see it or you know just recognizing like the game and how it's evolved so um yeah i mean i think as a commentator like you know he you know does a good job with that even though sometimes i think he's too negative which isn't surprising but um yeah otherwise i mean he coached like roundage for a short period of time and i was on grass and you know obviously there's reasons for that but otherwise i'm not really too sure if he can just coach anyone so what are your favorite characteristics what do you look for like who's your coach right now i'm just curious right now if you have a coach and and what what uh, characteristics do you like that coach to to like you know say jamie don't do this or do you like you like a little bit more of a 
pat on the back as opposed to kick in the butt kind of coach? Or, you know, what do you look um, for? So, I mean, I'm, I've been training at the National Tennis Center in Lake Nona, USTA. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved down here, in, like, right before preseason, so beginning of December. And since then, uh, Jermaine Jenkins has been in charge of my tennis. Um, I mean, you know, he obviously helps out other players, but um, he's mainly kind of, you know, been with me and... Uh, you know, we've been constantly communicating during this time as well. So it's been really good, and especially it, it's kind of, like, awesome for me where, you know, he came from coaching, like, the number one player in the world and just picking his brain on, like, you know, the differences of level and, like, what it takes mm. and just his thoughts um, being there and then uh, trying to apply that to myself and, um, you know, I think just to we, we get along really well and can have, you know, an open, open and honest conversation. And, you know, he's not, you know, negative with me. He's not going to yell at me, but at the same time, like, you know, he'll, he's not going to sugarcoat anything. But um, it's like a good balance between like having someone that will tell you how it is, but also gives you that confidence and, um, knowing that you're going in the right direction and not feeling like everything you're doing is, is bad. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a really good balance between the two. Jamie, good answer. And if we can transition, uh, I, I don't expect the same answer, but what are some of the character traits that you value in a practice partner or training partner like Irina Falcone? Well, like what do I look for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and what do you like? What do you get a kick out what of like. when you see it and feel it uh, across the net in, in practice? Um, I mean, to be honest, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. There, like, that, it's more so, like, what I'm, what I'm going to get out of it. So um, it doesn't really matter too much to me. Do you like practicing with guys? Do you like practicing with guys better than girls or girls better than guys? It's a different ball, I would, yeah. I would think. I mean, now I just basically, like, I don't have a hitting partner. Like, if I had a hitting partner, it would be a guy. But, um, I mean, I've always practiced with the girls. Um, when I was a junior, I, it was a mixture. Probably it was more with the guys. Um, but, I mean, we're essentially playing against girls, and we play differently than guys. So it is beneficial for us to practice against each other. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah w- what are some of the things when a guy uh, is your hitting partner or, or coach and he's hitting – what are the things that a guy does that make you roll your eyes? Like, ah, we wouldn't see that on the women's tour. <laughs> um, yeah, just probably just, like, the heaviness and yeah. getting balls, like, consistently above your strike zone. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, if you're hitting serves and you just have, like, no idea where it's going or it's just tough to return, I'm, like, really, like, this is a different ball. I get it. And speaking of hard-to-read serves, you – have am I right? Pretty much same toss for kick and slice, and your serve. I, I hear from other people very hard to read. Is that true? Ooh, who are you hearing this from? <laughs> from uh, hey, we have our resources <laughs> from from players you beat in Dallas when you were here uh, for that Oracle Challenger we, we in have November. A research and development department, Jamie. We we spare no expense. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I try to. 
you know, work on my toss. Um, that's kind of a, I mean, sometimes it goes in different directions or mm. goes too much to the left. So um, that's been something I've been constantly trying to focus on and work on throughout the years. Yeah. Um, and then when I was younger, I had like a pinpoint serve where your like foot, your right foot, sure, yeah. um, your left foot like comes up. But in college, I changed that to platform just to like make it more simple and like get rid of any hitches that are there. So um, I appreciate it. I- I'm glad you like my serve. Yeah, and I, I've uh, immediately noticed the fact that um, you know you're an average height woman with a platform. I think that fits. I think it fits the way you hit the ball and. I think one of today's posts were you yeah. and Federer. Yes. Side actually kind of similar. similar. It was yeah. cool, yeah. I know um, that's... Yeah, that's, that's funny because when I'm uh, watching film and when I'm, uh, you know, trying to compare myself and my shots to, like, okay, like, who does it the best? And mm-hmm. um, many of times, like, I've had, like, side-by-side, but I serve with Federer. And, like, I look at it and I'm like, actually, it doesn't look that bad. It's um, pretty like, similar. very smooth. I like the way you, that left arm works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, he's, like, the greatest of all time. The best. And has millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. I'm over here just trying to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, like, I, I I think, like, yeah, the emotion is good. Um, you know, I just want to make it more consistent and just kind of, yeah, make sure I'm not wasting too much energy missing first serves with it so you know it's always a work in progress i'm always trying to make my game better um little by little yeah well what are you working on these days just out of curiosity not that you're going to tell anybody on the tour we won't tell anybody but we won't tell laura siegmund who you're playing tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you know it's been hard right now i I mean i've just been like you know the majority of quarantine like playing tennis or like hitting for an hour has been like my form of cardio for the day and it's kind of crazy how fast you lose um you know your tennis shape and your lung capacity but Mm. uh you know i mean just patterns and um you know just being physical on the court and um you know getting myself in position and just um yeah just just doing my best with that are, are you a practice rat? Do you like to, you know, there's some people who like to really practice, and some people would go, eh, I, I like to play matches. Are you more of a, a, a practice, kind of a gym rat, a court rat, or like, eh, I'm just, I want to get out there, get my job done, and go on, and then, then really look forward to the matches? Hmm. Did you do that, or do you just like, oh, man, I love um, to I mean, practice? I think when I was younger, like, I always felt like I had to practice so much, and, like, it was kind of ingrained in my head. And then as I've gotten older, it's like I'm more about, like, okay, like, I mean, I do a lot in the gym. Like, I love to work out, um, you know, and uh, I think that's something, too. Like, if you know that you're physically in shape and can trust yourself with that, like, I think that goes a long way on court. Um, But, yeah, like, on court right now or for maybe the past few years, I'm like, I don't – there's no – it's like quality over quantity. Like, if I have a good practice for an hour and a half, like, there's no need to overdo it or just – I mean, yeah, go into it with a goal, and if I want more or feel good, like, just kind of decide. I mean, I think I'm at the point, too, where I'm old enough that, like, you know, I don't have to just, um, you know, like, it's my tennis, and, like, it's not like I'm, you know, 16, 17, where I have to listen, you know, to everything my coach says, like, I have to do this, and it's like, you know, if I feel good, like, I feel good, or if I want more, I want more, and, um, just making sure I recover afterwards because I found 
that's really important too um, as I've gotten older. Take a, yeah, take yeah. us through a, a quick uh, post match. For example, um, one of our questions is um, about uh, how many ranked players there are in Lake Nona and, and Orlando. Uh, we'll answer that question sort of for you. Uh, in that you've got a match tomorrow with Laura Siegmund, also a WTA ranked player. But take us through some of the steps you take as a recovery ritual after, say, tomorrow's match, which is at, did you say, 2 o'clock? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the weather looks awful this week. But it's Florida, so that could change. But, yeah, let's go split it, too. You're not going to go inside? Because I know they have indoor courts there at the... Like, no, it's no. not at the USTA. Okay. Oh, it's not. Okay. okay. It's okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so so uh, let's say it's on at 2, and it is going to be warm and humid, uh, as, as it typically is in this time of year in Florida. Uh, what are some uh, rituals or uh, methods that you will recover with? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty hot and humid down here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just making sure I stretch well, uh, foam roll, um, I love taking Epsom salt baths, so depending how I feel and how physical it is, maybe take, take an Epsom salt bath and, um, yeah, just make sure I, you know, get everything I need to get done with my body, um, hydrate, drink some electrolytes, which reminded me I might have to go to CVS tomorrow and get more Pedialyte uh-huh. because I don't know. Oh, no, Pedialyte. That's yeah. that's just terrible. It doesn't taste I great, but it's it works. Oh, huh? oh that's no. like literally my encore drink. I mean, oh. I I'm like I don't know. I'm weird about electrolyte mixes and yeah. the taste, and mm. I I enjoyed Pedialyte. Um, Wait a minute, you enjoy Pedialyte? Something, but I don't know. That's one area I wish I would explore more and uh, maybe find something that's like... We enjoy Topo Chico. The very Texas, uh, northern Mexico thing to drink, Topo Chico. Pedialyte. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean? Pedialyte is just like, it's a go-to for everything. Oh, what, what flavor? Just out of curiosity, so that way we'll... Uh, grapes, the only flavor. The purple. <laughs> oh. uh, do, you, do you, in your heart, as a hip-hop fan, do you call it purple drink? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pedialyte. Gosh, I'm sorry, but yeah, keep going now. I'm sorry. Just, you are, you are slightly less committed to hip hop uh, than I am. No. Ouch. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. <Yeah. laughs> then the guy with the Wu Tang hat. That's right. Let's uh, let's uh, kind of wind down the yeah. first set with um, with a couple questions that are um, last two really in the first set. One, uh, current players you admire the most. Women or men? Um, I mean, it's probably cliche, but, like, I love better. Like, yeah. always will, always have. Like, I just think he's a class act. And, yeah. I mean, what's not to love about him? Um, I mean, on the women's side, like, I mean, she, she recently retired, but she definitely, you know, stands out to me. Um, is, uh... Caroline Wozniacki, like, I think, you know, she was a great ambassador for us and just, like, a super genuine person and just such, like, a hard worker and strapped me on court and, uh, yeah, no, she, uh, you know, she's awesome, but um, I think, too, I mean, I guess going to maybe some of my friends on tour, um, you know, I 
Um, you know, I'm really close with CC Bellis and just kind of I admire her work, work ethic so much. I mean, especially over the past couple of years where she's battled through injuries. And, um, I mean, this girl trains like no other and mm. loves the game and, like, you know, just, you know, I, I love, you know, speaking of, like, hitting part, like hitting with girls, like, I always love hitting with her and it's always fun. But, yeah, you know, I just have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, she was making a huge uh, impression on the rankings. Seemed like several years ago, and then all of a sudden, yeah, she like had she, she had two injuries, and now she's back, right? Yeah, she just came back um, end of last year, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then she battled. Yeah, she was battling some injuries, and then all of a sudden, Corona hit. So yeah. she's she's had to stop. But um, yeah, I mean, hopefully when we all get back out there that, you know, she can kind of yeah. pick up where she left off. Yeah. Good. And then last one in the first set, um, who on the tour, this is sort of the opposite. We just went through who you admire a lot. Who is not genuine? Who's overrated <laughs> that you, that you feel? Uh, oh, I'm not telling anybody. I am not going to be throwing the ball under the bus <laughs> as much as there's probably definitely some names out there but you know i'm not <laughs> you, you can say adrian uh, adrian tabby with yeah, he's overrated he's overrated he's full of crap <laughs> uh all right let's go second set cb yeah um, the second set is typically the future of you and sometimes we'll talk about the future of tennis yeah. and we can to... we can look at that through the lens of COVID 19 a little bit too yeah i, I, I want to get your thought just yeah. real quick on the merger there's been Talk of ATP WTA merger. So let's let's uh, delve into that world just for a couple of seconds because that's a huge topic. Yeah. Is that good for the game? Do you think? I think it'll benefit the women. I don't know how much it'll benefit the men. Um, you know, it sounds nice to everyone, but little do they know that there's so much that goes into it. And it's like, what does a merge mean? That like there's every tournament between men's and women's. Like, how is ICF going to fund that? Like, is ICF going to be one with ATP WTA? Like, is like what does that entail? And I still think there's a bunch of questions um, regarding that. And, I mean, I haven't really heard much more about it. I don't know what they're going to do. It would make things easier, but then on the financial side, I don't I don't really know um, what will happen there. And, yeah, and, like, well, yeah, it's just, like, what, what will all tournaments be men and women, but also – when they're combined events, it's fun. Like, I enjoy it. Um, but then core time is a hassle. And mm. it's like you need to have, like, the facility and the resources to do that um, and put the events on. So, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see how it plays out. But, I mean, it's nice that they've been talking about this and wanting to come together because I think there's been a lot of separation in the past and um, kind of confusion between the organizations. So hopefully they can come together and agree on something. We, we appreciate your thoughtful, uh, studied look at it. It sounds like you haven't gotten a lot of information, probably because there isn't, uh, they haven't provided that. But uh, we appreciate that you're not just going with the knee-jerk, uh, well, yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Because I, you know, that, that could be dangerous for the women's tour if they just kind of roll with that. Yeah, I mean, for, I guess for both, um, I think if it were, like, it were, I think it would benefit us more than the men, Uh but, I mean, I don't know, I don't, like, I don't really know what's going to happen, I don't know 
what the money situation is, like the tournament situation, like, mm. you know, everyone's, you know, struggling a bit right now. So right. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to play out. But can I ask you, yeah. I want to go back and ask you that. Yeah. Just a question on uh, benefiting the women. Just out of curiosity, I heard you say that a couple of times. So I mm -hmm. just want to go down that just for a second. If you could just explain, do you think the women's tour doesn't get as much billing as the men's or is it more just it'd be better to have one tour kind of one voice or what, what are your thoughts on making it better for the women do you think well the ATP in general generates more money um, than the women so I think for them maybe like I don't know maybe they'd be losing some out of it and like for us like we'd be gaining some I'm not really sure I don't know what the mm -hmm details are but yeah, it's a better branding um, I, think, and... like, I think too just like having men and women at the same events like I think the men's side they end up drawing more people and it would be good you know for the women to get that exposure um and but I just don't know how that would happen but yeah mm. I mean I you know anything to kind of support the WTA and to get us women more exposure and kind of the the crowds, the fan base, the, you know, the money. Um, yeah, I'm all in for that. Do, do you think the big tournaments, uh, the majors, give give the players enough of, of the share? Because it seems like every time I read something, it seems like there's the big tournaments, the big four especially, mm -hmm. the slams, that there's so much money that's generated. I know USTA has a war chest of money, and they're able to, to build the uh, indoor facilities, which are great. And then Lake Nona, is there – is there an equitable split between the big four, do you think? I mean, I think it's just life in general. The rich get richer, and then everyone else is just, like, fighting to survive or, like, to make ends meet. So I think it's just kind of like a, a social structure, um, you know, that, like, in society, it's just, like, that's life. And it's not always fair. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, like, the top players, you know, they have um, – I feel like, you know, they, yeah, like, people listen to them. Like, look, like, Center sent out one tweet, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, everyone's talking about things merging. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, they, they, they have the leverage. They have the power. They also have the finances. Um, but it's kind of nice right now where you're seeing players um, talk about, you know, like, supporting the lower-ranked players and then the lower-ranked, like, challenger players, futures players, like, those are the ones that are the foundation of the tour. And, like, you know, so many people, like, everyone has come up from that, uh, from, like, you know, the challenger level. So, like, it's nice to see that support. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's the top players that are kind of running this show. And I think, you know, ultimately, like, the WTA ATP, they're probably going to make their decisions based on what they think. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it, it's been nice to kind of get that support from some of the top players to look after mm. uh, lower rank players. Um, Noah, uh, your longtime friend since age 10, uh, he had a, a great call about regional team tennis that was women's and men. And it would be regional, meaning not just the way we do world team tennis in the States with Springfield and New York and Newport and uh, Philly and all that, but uh, the idea of different tours and what this would do is fuel more of a salary for players. That's sort of the first part of this. 
Uh, have you talked to him about that or do you know anything about it? And then the second part of it was what about a farm system like college tennis where um, you know how NCAA football players and basketball players can be paid for their likeness? Any chance of something like that uh, succeeding in tennis? Yeah, so, I mean, Noah and I talk um, a lot, and, you know, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other, mm -hmm. and I know he wants, he's pushing for more team events and having that atmosphere, which I'm a fan of. I mean, playing college tennis for two years, like, I love that. You know, yeah. I think I thrive in that environment. At the same time, you know, I think I, I'm able to, you know, play for myself, but it's also, you know, but, uh, I mean, a lot more fun, like, you know, feeding off of, you know, teammates' energy and yeah. uh, having that support. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that would be awesome. Um, and then, yeah, like, too, like, to have a set salary as tennis players, like, we're, you know, our salary is from is week to week, whether we win, lose, like, if we have a good week or not. And it's pretty unstable, and that's why it's been really tough during this time for a lot of players because their income is playing tournaments. Right. And if you don't have those opportunities to play, like you're not making anything. And luckily for me, I mean, I, I'm taking online classes through UNC. Um, I'm doing a few things on the side. Like I'm now like an outside sales rep for the company Hard True. So like oh, I'm always cool. looking ahead and trying to um, do other things too and, you know, learn and grow and whatnot. But, you know, as far as, like, tennis, like, it would be nice to have a set salary and just know how much you're making uh, just so you can plan accordingly and not have to live, like, week after week. Um, but, yeah, like, it, and also um, having, say, like, a college system, uh, yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I think it's tough for a lot of people, a lot of players to maybe – agree to it because they never experienced it or in the states that's something pretty normal um but i like you know i don't i don't know like i don't really know how it would work but yeah i like the idea that's why i, I would love to play world team tennis i, I think so too in craig and in my era in the 80s late 80s for you early 90s for me uh the idea of some of those French money tournaments or uh, Bundesliga the in Germany, the club, yeah, tennis, club tennis concept, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you were paid. I mean, not not extravagantly, but uh, my, my, my one friend was. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah well, there you I was go. like, hey, you, you, you made 20 grand for like two weeks of work. Uh, just not even a month, huh? Uh, wow. Two weeks, yeah. Wow. One of my assistants. And I go, hey, if you can find that deal for me, he stayed in the club president's house there. Trying to move up the level from like level three to level two. We need some of that in the states. And uh, I, I, yeah. I, I get it. We have competition from other sports and yada yada. But uh, I mean, we got to resurrect this thing. Tennis is poised for something good. Hopefully, after this. Do, have this you crisis. ever been, been involved in the Bundesliga from Germany or Europe, uh, Jamie? Um, have you ever I was heard? I was contacted uh, to do like a French uh, league in France, uh -huh. which never, um, yeah, never like never pursued went it. Through. But, um, yeah. And your ranking is fairly, what are we, low 200s now? Uh, yeah, I dropped to 278. So you're high enough to play 125s and some larger tournaments where you may not have to do those? Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I, 
you know, and then just playing, I mean, the U.S., there's so many tournaments here as well. Good, yeah. Um, and bigger ones, so, right. yeah, I've been playing them. Well, good. Um, you know, we were talking about expenses, and um, uh, you partially answered what I'm about to ask about the, the gig with Hartree and all, which, of course, that's one of my favorite uh, surfaces for sure. But how do you handle the training and the day-to-day -day expenses during this era? Um, I'm talking about everything, conditioning, training, everything. Yeah, well, um, you know, one big reason why I moved to, like, Nono is, you know, I mean, I thankfully have, like, free training here. I have the resources, and that's been helpful. Like, um, yeah, it's been really good for me that I'm not spending money on a coach. Um, yeah. I had a coach before um, for seven years, and, uh, you know, like, it, it's a lot. And um, so, yeah, sure. that definitely helps to save being here. Um, but I think just I'm pretty strategic with it. Like, I'm always checking my bank account, just always planning ahead. I got a grant from Oracle last year for $100,000, um, which really helped me. And then luckily, like, I've had some of that leftover money, too. Um, for For this time, so that actually, you know, worked out. And then, yeah, just doing, doing a little side hustles. I mean, some brand um, ambassador things that have going. But, yeah, the hard, true one. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool because it's something uh, that it's not um, that I've never really done before, but I think I I can do a decent job at it. Um, being like an outside sales rep, doing yeah. sales, like using my network, and um, you know, it's something that I believe in and something that's relevant to my life, and right. I'm passionate about about you know courts and redoing courts and like having the best facility and. Uh, you know, just learning about that, which is cool, and I feel like it's a good distraction, too, from tennis, so it's nice to, like, be able to do something else, and it's just something I guess I can fall back onto in the future, um, that, like, having this experience, and then, yeah, you know, I, I, as you can see, I cannot uh, sit still, and I'm always <laughs> keeping myself busy, maybe too busy at times, but that's just how my mind works. That is a uh, that's a good quality. It'll serve you well when you're our age and, and beyond. Um, hey, uh, I, I love Hartrue too, and that is in keeping with something one of the great coaches on our on our podcast maybe a month ago, Davor Dakaris from Tennis House. Uh, he was point. He's from Europe originally, and he was pointing to um, how important it is in a young player's development to have some clay in their upbringing as junior tennis players. And we need a bit more of that. So I, I, I'm just going to, you don't even have to shill, but I'm just going to mention how nice it is to have some hard true courts at a lot of places, maybe not everywhere. And maybe we change that. And uh, Jamie, thanks for doing that. Hey, uh, sliding into the next question, and this is uh, related. It's a bit of a bag check. Plug your favorite things, whether it's Fila clothing or uh, what's in your bag. What's in my bag? Um, first and foremost, I can't I can't go anywhere without my Oakley sunglasses. Yep. I play with sunglasses. For those that don't know, that's my signature look. Yeah. My eyes are really sensitive to the sun. Mm. I've been playing with them since I was eight years old or maybe before that. But, uh, yeah, so I can't go anywhere without those. Um, currently playing with... The Babolat yellow arrow racket, which we'll see how long that lasts because 
I feel like I've gotten down like a deep dark hole of trying out rackets, but really? um, you need a got pink my racket. Solenco string, the Hyper G. Um, got my foam roller, brazen foam roller. It's a collapsible foam roller. Yes, uh, your buddy M- Mitchell Kruger loves that one too. Yeah, you know, shout out to me for getting, for hooking that up. Oh, you're the. I, I wondered which way that one went. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's yeah, the name? Well, what's the name? My sister is the one that, that oh, got you're... this for me because she works. She's a travel. Um, she's like the travel manager travel sorry jenna but whatever travel <laughs> basically travel agent for uh, wwe uh-huh. and um the wrestlers all got the foam rollers and like last year she was like do you want this and i was like yeah sure and yeah. like i've had it since it's awesome and i contacted them right away i was like oh my god i absolutely love this what like, a cool how can I represent you cool guys? concept what's the name of the company Brazen, B-R-A-Z-Y-N. Okay, they had to do the trendy Y rather than E-N. I like it. I yeah. like it. Brazen. Yeah. Here's my code, Jamie 10. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie 10, and that's J-A-M-I-E. I know everybody's going to go J-I-J-A-I-M-E. Yeah, yeah, yes. Unfortunately, that doesn't work for this time. No, but, not for the- I'm, I'm used to that spelling by now. Yeah. Oh, speaking of J-A-I, do, uh, you must remember Jay DeLui. W- did you work with him where? Here or Florida or where? Uh, when I would come and play some, uh, some like, USTA camps when I was younger, uh-huh. he was in charge. Got it. Um, I remember he was in Carson, he was in Florida. So, yeah, like, we, uh, yeah, we, we would spend some time on court. A little bit, not, yeah. not too much, not but too much. yeah, I know he's in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, we know him. Yep. He's in Frisco, not too far, from, uh, basically suburb of uh, of Dallas. A little north of us. Yeah, not, not too far away. Uh, last two questions in second set. Uh, give us who you see besides Jamie Loeb as having the brightest future of the up and coming players on the WTA tour, and then the second part of this question would be ATP tour. So next gen people like you coming up. Um, you know, I feel like there's so many young ones on the women's side. Right. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Coco Goff. You know, she's really proven herself, and I think she's she's here to stay and stay at the top for um, you know a long time. And you know, she's a sweet girl, and um, you know, I think yeah, she's she definitely has potential, mm-hmm. and. Um, on the men's side, who's up and coming? Um, Mitch Kruger. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch and Noah. Gotta, uh, uh, Mitch and Noah. I gotta support my. my I love it. Partners. Those you boys, I like it. All right, yeah. last last question in second set is your future in pro tennis, and then maybe you can look into a crystal ball and tell us your future one day in your 30s or whatever uh, when you're not in pro tennis anymore? What do you see yourself doing? For, let's, start um, with, let's start with playing and then go to, go to after. Yeah, uh, you know, I love, I mean, each year my goal has been top 100, but, you know, definitely see myself being top 50 and beyond that. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I would definitely love that. Yeah. Um, would love to win, you know, the U.S. Open, grew up, going to the open every year being from new york so that would that would be special to me and then um 
yeah, in the future, God, I feel like there's so many, so many different paths I can take. Right. Um, uh, you know, my, my major at UNC is communication, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I always say, like, I want to do sports marketing and just, you know, get involved with, like, you know, brands and interacting with players and just maybe the social media side, yeah. too, and promoting. Who knows? Maybe maybe sales if I uh, get a lot of people to, you know, get some hard, true stuff. Um yeah, I don't know. I feel like, and then maybe even commentating a bit. I think for me, there's, uh, you know, I have a bunch of different interests. I'm pretty indecisive, so I feel like at some point I'll have to choose which pathway I want to go, but it's nice to have options. That's a great answer, and you're already good at some of the stuff that you mentioned, so uh, would you want onward. Be, would you want to be a coach, college coach, or pro coach, um, or, or club pro? That's like the one thing I'm, I'm probably the least passionate I think I say it now maybe afterwards I would do it for a period of time but I mean you know it it depends I think it really like I really would have to know like who I'm working with I think I could manage the the young ones if they have you know the the intention span more than the fly but uh Mm -hmm. you know like I just but you know having you know someone that wants to be pro like it's kind of tough because it's tough when you've experienced it and just like you have like they have to be ready for it. So I think it depends on the level. Um, I'm not going to rule it out, but no. we'll see. I've got I've got some six year old red ballers that need a coach for this summer. <laughs> do you want to come do that? They would love you. <laughs> as long as they're well behaved. Yes. <laughs> no, six year olds well behaved. Come on, you know better than that. <laughs> oh, they would listen to every word she said. Oh, they would no, love. They, they would, would love yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, CB, you want to go to yeah. the third set? Chip, yeah. There let's do it. If, she, if she's got some time, you have some time. Can you hang with us a couple more minutes? Yeah, yeah. Almost, almost bedtime, but let's, let's have okay. some fun with that. All right, this, these, are, these are pop culture. This is TMZ yep. stuff. This is, this is some fun stuff. We're, we're Harvey Levin. You ask me questions. take your glasses off, put your yeah. hair down, and enjoy this. Yeah, this is pretty much non-tennis. All right, yeah. so the first band you saw in concert, who did Jamie Loeb see in concert? I, I have an idea. My first concert? Yeah, first concert, yeah. Chris Brown and Tyga in Greensboro, North, North Carolina. North Carolina. Only imagine what that was. <laughs> Chris Brown greatness. and Tyga. Wow, hey, did, did Chris have the haircut, the, the current hair back then, or was he more short hair back then? Um, to be honest, I was so far up that oh, yeah. I didn't even know, but... Yeah. Um, uh, definitely what is not now. Yeah. And, and you were already in college, so you were like 18 or so? Yeah, yeah. I was in college. I went with a couple of my teammates, a couple yeah. of friends. I was like, oh, my God, my first concert. <laughs> That's and so cool. You, you yeah, grew up in New York, and you didn't go to any concerts in the Big Apple? Uh, no, but also, like, I was, I was so, like, locked in, like, training and playing and under the supervision of my of my parents, so I, I, you know, I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really have a lot of time for that. Did, didn't Matt come over and, and uh, hey, let's go go see Patty, my wife, or, and Scandal play? Or the Johnny Smythe oh, band. No. Yeah, well, the John, Johnny Smythe John, band. Uh, John, play, John sings. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah. He plays, does he play the guitar? He plays the guitar lefty like Hendrix or Kurt Cobain. He's, yeah. yeah, in fact, well, why don't I, I as part of, part of one of your posts, I'm going to put, I'm going to put John playing a guitar tomorrow. I've been to a couple of his gigs in California. He's 
He's actually he pretty he's decent? actually decent. He's a good guitar player. Like the Bryan brothers, is he? Uh, you know, I think he's better than the Bryans. I think probably. he okay. his wife will tell you he's awful, hmm. but I I consider him. You know, Patty yeah. Smythe was a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know how Yannick Noah uh, people Jamie's age might think of Yannick Noah as fifty percent rock star, fifty percent. He won the French Open in eighty three. He's the guy with the gap. John is more on the tennis. Yeah, John is more on the tennis, less the rock star. But right. but huge props. The guy is an actually really good guitar player. Yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll put I, a, I listened, a I'll put yeah. a snippet up uh, in your honor, Jamie. I think I think you guys will have some fun with that. All right, Jamie. If you if you could hear a band, you haven't heard a band. What what uh, what band would you want to hear? If you, you one that you have a band been to, or a band. an artist, artist oh, or band. band, yeah, musical yeah. act, musical any. Act. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would I I would love to either go to a J Lo or Lady Gaga concert. Interesting, J Lo and Lady Gaga. Huge because name. they're both incredible performers, and I, I think with Lady Gaga, you never know what to expect. But I think she has like such a versatile voice. Um, and then J Lo, she's just. An animal. I actually saw her. I, I actually did see her at a Jay Z charity event in uh, in Brooklyn at the Barclays, and like she came out for one song. Oh, but wow. yeah, I, w- I would like to see more of her. Cool. Lady Gaga in meat. Yeah, I remember she didn't she come out one time and just wearing a bunch of meat on her body or something. It was kind of like yeah. what? <laughs> it's like yeah, she's she's a interesting character. Yeah, up there in New York City, right? Didn't she from New York? I think she's from New York, or she was just seen with Tony Bennett at one time. I mean. Two, t- two people with that uh, you wouldn't put together, but Lady Gaga really liked Tony Bennett, if I recall. And she was doing okay. some songs with him. Both both good voice both voices, voices, yeah. All right, so, uh, Jamie, if you were in a band, let's say you were in a band, and you could be one of these these people, would you be a lead singer, lead guitarist, drummer, keyboards, or bass guitarist? What, what? I would be the backup dancer. The backup dancer? No, you're out front. You're a front man. All right, I'm the front dancer, whatever. I'll, I'll just be, like, the dancer. <laughs> Have you done, uh, I, I loved your video. Uh, it was UNC against Miami, and uh, it was, uh, I think it was Andre 3000 singing, um, and you were dancing. No, that's Outkast. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Andre and Big Boy are the, the guys in Outkast, right? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's my bad. Yeah, it's all right. No, it's good. So, uh, so they th- that was the song, and it was the most charming, adorable clip of this college kid dancing. And I think that's true. <laughs> you call that charming and adorable? <laughs> that was that great. Is funny. <laughs> that was great. So I'm glad you did that, and I see it uh, uh, dancing, not singing though, huh? You've got kind of a good voice yeah. now. Who you? Like I got a good voice. I, I would think so, no? I mean, you could rap. As a singer? I yeah. mean, as, as a rapper, yeah. Maybe, yes. So I would say, like, I'll be the rapper. I could be, like, the dancer. But, like, you know, if I'm going to go uh, sing an Adele song, like, yeah. you don't want to listen to that. No, I, I wanted I, I wanted to pull I Would Be the Rapper out of you, and I think it happened. I, I think it just yeah. happened. Well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you were saying, like, band and everything, yeah. but then I was really thinking that. I was like, I'll dance. Gotcha, she gotcha. Yeah, I'll, I'll dance, I'll rap. I know I'll she'll rap. I like this. The Vince Brady of the WTA. It wouldn't trade you. J- Jamie ain't afraid of you. <laughs> yeah. do, you do, oh, do you know Vince Fadia, who he is? I know who he is, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, N- next question. Favorite 
movie. Are you a movie watcher? Do you like to watch movies? Um, um yes and no. Like, I, I'm weird about, like, I haven't seen, like, so many movies. And, like, people, like, make references. They're like, oh, have you seen this? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, have you not seen that? Mm. Um, wow. Favorite movie. Um, that's a tough one because, like, I love, I mean, I always love, like, a good rom-com. And then there's, like, so many sports movies. Um, You're not like yeah. the chick flick? You don't like to do the chick flick or be more in the sports movies? I mean, or? like, I feel like I should, like, go on Netflix or something to see, like, what what is out there, too. Um <laughs> Or even a TV show. Yeah, yeah. You can you can pivot. Once you pivot to a Netflix uh, documentary or TV show or series, sure, that could be. Oh, um, Ozark was was Ooh. really really good. I I watched that. Um, that was good. I don't know. You guys need to like give me a heads up next time so yeah. I can have yeah. things like planned out. Cause All right, I'm drawing a blank. We're, we're not going to spoil. I'll get back to you next time. That's yeah. good. That's good. And uh, I don't want to spoil the ending of Ozark, but uh, did you see the last episode of the third season? Yes. You did. I, I, I didn't. All, I watched all the seasons. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. But that last, yes. last five seconds was dope. I, 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 I saw it coming, and then I didn't, and then. Boom. All right, we'll get off that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I don't want to spoil it for yeah. everyone else. Yeah. I've I, never seen Ozark. Especially the guy next to me. I've heard of it. I hadn't even turned on Netflix ever. My, I don't even know how to turn on Netflix. You are old school, bro. <laughs> All right. What four people? This is a good question yeah. also, too. We got this. We get a lot, a lot of interest in this question. The four people that you would have at the dinner table, besides Adrian and I, oh, yeah. you, you didn't invite us, but, but four people in from history... Yeah, it can be way, way back in time. Uh, we're going to say your parents are going to be there, but yeah. who are the other four people that you would invite to a dinner party at your table, at Jamie Loeb's table? Okay, Cardi B is number one. Number one. <laughs> oh, Cardi B. <laughs> so Cardi B, um, Beyonce. Beyonce. Um, all singers yeah, all the same. Um, Roger Federer okay. really have an eclectic group here. Yeah, and they don't get along. You know they get along. Oh, Jack. Yeah, of course. The king gets along with everybody. I think king gets along with everybody. Definitely. He's pretty agreeable. Fourth one. Or it could be more. It could be more. Yeah, you could expand a little. You could make a dinner for six if you want, but four for sure. You're almost done. You've got Cardi. You've got Beyonce. Two that never. She's not bringing her husband, and you've got Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Another question where, like, you know, I really need to have, like, answers, like, prepped here. So we go deep. Just, we go yeah, deep in the we, banks here. We, we go we, deep. We search. We, we want it. We go deep. I like your three, though. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. Um, Not like a tennis coach or something like Johnny Mac, you know, somebody like that. I, I've had, I've actually had dinner with John before. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, I can, you know, I'm fine with that. What did you um, all eat? Did you go Chinese or did you go uh, Italian? What did you all do? Um, it was actually right before I went to college, and there's a um, couple of coaches, and then John came, and it was really nice. It was really nice that he came for that, um, you know, just kind of like a little send-off, and it was, yeah, it was really nice. I think we went either Italian or Mexican. I think it was Italian. Oh, cool. Um, 
Yeah, another one I'll have to get back to you on the fourth. I'd okay. watch, like, all of a sudden I'll probably see something, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, like, that's what like, I'm Like, I could have said that one, yeah. yeah. Well, good yeah. answers. We'll have you back. All mm-hmm. right, uh, East Coast, West Coast. Are you an East Coast person, West Coast person? Uh, East Coast forever and ever and ever, even though San Diego is beautiful. Yeah. But forever, my, my roots, East Coast. Mountains or beach? Like the mountains or the beach? Uh, beach, but I do want to go hiking. Mm. See, we t- we ask tough questions here. Yeah, we're not a bunch of pretty faces. Not a here. softball. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise, sunset. 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 Evening, ah, yeah. there we go. You, are you not a? Are you a night owl as opposed to an early bird? I'm an early bird, but I, you know, I'm not. You're, I'm not going to willingly wake up at five a.m. Um, just, just to see the sunrise. But... <laughs> <laughs> Free sunrise. Yeah. 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 Well, what's your favorite season? Spring, summer, winter, fall? Spring, wishing that, you know, growing up in New York, like, I feel like spring was only like two or three weeks, but I think, like, I don't know, spring is like so nice. Just the flowers bloom, like, it's not too hot yet. Mm. You know, it's always nice because, like, each day you get a little bit more sunlight, and I always look forward to that. Like, that's always like my favorite part of like, oh my God, like, you know, just sit outside and just like, a little bit more sunlight, so uh, yeah, I like spring. Favorite holiday? What's your favorite holiday? Um, back to my roots, I'll say Hanukkah. Love Ooh, it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Love you know, we had uh, a member of the tribe, Dr. Alan Fox, on a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and he said both Christmas and yeah. Hanukkah. Right. It was a, I like Festivus. What are you for the rest of us? Yes. Good one. What do you like to do in your spare time? What do you like to do? What does Jamie like to do in her spare time? Um, I like to pamper myself, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, in a normal day, I, I mean, not a normal day, but, uh, you know, if I had a day to myself, yeah. I would like to, you know, get a massage, get a facial, get my nails done, you know. Self-care is the best care. Awesome. Um I'm a planner, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always writing things down, checking things off, uh, organizing, like, you know, I, I can never sit still, like, even just, like, watch, like, go, like, just, like, watching TV, like, to, like, get me on a couch or something, it's just, like, I won't do it by myself, like, if someone else is with me, like, I'll do it, but, like, I'm just always finding a way to do something. Mm. Uh, interesting question, now, we're coming down to the home stretch, yep. basically, like, we're, Round in the turn. Indoor tennis or outdoor tennis? Indoor tennis. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That big serve. Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what's Girl, your most? What's on indoor hard. That's in, my roots. Indoor hard. I like it. Yeah. I like I like the indoor environment as well. What's your most embarrassing moment in tennis? Is there a moment that you can recall that uh, something funny kind of happened to you? Um. I mean, I remember at Indian Wells a few years back in qualies, like, you're able to challenge, and I remember I challenged a ball, and it was, like, so far in, and I think it was just, like, a panic challenge. And, like, I also sometimes just, like, have no idea (laughs) perception, like, the balls in or out. Um, So, like, it was not intentional, but I remember looking – uh, to my coach, like, and, like, I, like, looked at him for a second to, like, you know, see if, like, he felt strongly if I should challenge it or not, uh-huh. and, but I was, like, you know, whatever, I'm going to do it, like, yeah, and then I looked at him, and he just, like, <laughs> shaked his head, and I was, and after the match, I played uh, Marina Rakovic, 
and I like I'm like I am so sorry about that. And she was like, no, it's just like it's okay. And I was just like so embarrassed. Three feet in, you're like, oh yeah, I'll challenge that. Why not? How, how did you? And I had this like blind confidence. I was like, oh yeah, like for sure. And I was like, oh no. Who was in the chair? Did they kind of look at you like, uh, are you sure? Did they give you that quizzical look. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite tournament? What do you what what what's your favorite tournament? Or it and it had to be a pro tournament. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm gonna bet she says US Open, but let's see. Um, okay, I'll do pro circuit yeah. and then I'll do uh like the ITF USTA pro circuit good, and then good. I'll do like WTA. Love it. Um I honestly love like Auckland, New Zealand, like New Zealand. that tournament in general. Like yes, like I can go with the traditional US Open, but I just think the experience, like, in Auckland, like, you know, the tournament director is awesome. I think also because I went to, like, I went to see Cardi B perform oh, in New Zealand, helps. so that probably, like, has, like, holds a lot of meaning to me. For sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I just, I, I really enjoyed my time there, and, like, that just really made my experience, like, so much better. And then on the pro circuit side, I would say midland michigan um you know always have like great memories there have amazing housing it's on indoor hard um you know unfortunately right now midland like they they got hit with um you know a lot of rain and like right. flooded but um you know i i've always you know had a great time like going back there year after year and the community involvement so i uh, i would say auckland and midland what about on the college? Where, where was your favorite place to play college tennis besides UNC? Uh, you're in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Did you was there some place that you really liked to like play against North Carolina State, or did you like to? Ew, it, no, no, no. Oh, I mean, no. like the rivalry. I mean, like yeah. to get your blood going. I mean, like Wake Forest and every time we play, and, the and it's only and it's only like a half hour away. Right. Yeah. Was there one place that you really kind of like? Man, I like playing there because you know those fans. They really got into it and they yelling and screaming or you know was there someplace like that no it's pretty tame on the women's side i feel like there's more drop like there's more like banter and stuff like that back and forth on the guy's side but like i don't know maybe i was just like so much like in the zone where like nothing was really facing me that's but, so um, cool you couldn't even hear it like chapel hill nothing like playing at home that's awesome <laughs> hey do you have a little rivalry with jameer jenkins your coach he played at virginia if i recall Nope. No. Nope. I'm working with his brother, Jermaine. Gotcha. It's Jermaine. Clemson. Okay, not Jermaine. Yeah. Okay. But, but Jermaine played for Clemson, so, gotcha. you know, still the ACC. Similar conference. Yeah, same conference. Who's your favorite tennis player now or maybe even formerly? Who's your favorite? Me. I'm besides you. Besides you. Besides you. <laughs> let, me, let me preface it. I'm my biggest fan. Um, I always looked up to Kim Kleister's. Kimmy C. So, yeah. Interesting. She's yeah. coming back. She's trying to make a comeback. Cool lady. I know. I yeah. think, like, if I could play her or, like, be on the same court as her, like, that would just be, like, make my, like, career. <laughs> that would be awesome. What sport would you not, uh, would you be playing if you didn't play tennis? What would you like to do besides tennis if you weren't playing tennis? Sport-wise. Um, well, funny enough, I grew up just playing tennis. Uh, my other siblings, they played soccer. Um, they played, you know, baseball, like basketball, like, you know, they, they played other sports. Um, I wasn't playing tennis. I, so in college, my roommate, um, shout out to Abby, she, um, she played volleyball and I went to so many, um, volleyball 
games and like I loved it and mm. I just like loved the atmosphere like you know I just loved watching it was so much fun and like really held my attention and she was a she was a center and she was only five eight so like I don't know maybe if I like grew a couple of inches or something yeah. like maybe I'd play volleyball um but I really enjoy that sport. She was a setter. A lot of her teammates were probably six two or three, huh? Um, yes and no. Like they were like crazy, crazy tall. Um, but yeah, definitely there were some tall ones. But I mean, we always also got along with the volleyball girls, so like it was just a lot of fun to go watch. And that's cool. an indoor sport on hardcore too. Yeah, that's notice. an indoor hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> but, but but they're Good. they're always indoors, so they never see the light, the sunlight, which means. They're always pale. <laughs> yeah. If you wouldn't be involved in the great game like you are so much, what would you be doing, do you think, outside of tennis? Have you ever thought about that? Like, boy, if I didn't play tennis, what would I be doing now? Um, I mean, tennis has been such a big part of my life and has you know, given me so many opportunities and been able to network with people and just meet people along the way. And I feel like everything kind of happens for a reason or these people come in your life for a reason. So mm. I'm really fortunate for those relationships I've made along the way and honestly not really sure, like, what would happen if I didn't have that and uh, just didn't have that exposure and, you know, traveling and all of that. Um, so I, I honestly really do think tennis has shaped a lot of things with me um, and my outlook on life and how I view things. But I think I think I would have found a way to do something. I'm determined. I'm, you know, I I always find a way. Um, and, you know, I think I always, like, deep down know that and have that there. So I think whatever I wanted to do, I would work really hard at and put my mind to it. But I don't know, maybe something with, like, maybe I still would be doing communications or, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, pursuing broadcasting. Who knows? Yeah. No, you have a great voice for Yeah, and your, your buddy Irina is doing a little bit of podcasting uh, at the USTA, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She has a podcast, and then she did some stuff, I think, maybe a little bit for, like, Tennis Channel at some point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, very big into social media, I guess, so... Something in that field. Last question. Here it is. This is the big, the biggest one. The biggest question of all questions right here. You got to put your thinking cap on now. All right, this is pretty deep. All right, so if, if you're the tennis commissioner and you could wave the magic wand and you could make a change or changes, what, what would you do in the great game? What would, what would Jamie Loeb, Commissioner Loeb, do for the great game? Um, I mean, I'm sure there are... <laughs> like there's a lot of things that go into this, but I would definitely want the like everyone to have like I, I would just want the environment to be you know healthy for everyone and people not to stress about uh, you know job security and like no. you know if they don't win this week or if they don't make this round they're not going to be able to pay for things and just be able to have some sort of stability. Um, and then also, then, like, you know, that would help players build their own team and have, you know, a legit team and give themselves a legit chance. I think, like, so many times that you see, um, you know, players have potential or, you know, they come up, but then they're not able to sustain it. And I think finances, that's a big thing. And I think that also ends up affecting um, the mental health aspect and um, the stress and anxiety and depression that, like, you know, kind of goes on. And, 
yeah, and I, I, I would just want it to be a safer and healthier environment for, for everyone. Once again, not sure the steps to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> money, money does help. Um, and yeah, I, I, I definitely think that and just making sure like, you know, everyone kind of has like leaves, you know, a good impact. I love your answer, especially the mental health component. I know your buddy Noah Rubin is very, very passionate about that uh, as well. So uh, I, I'm so proud of you, and uh, I, I know you have a massive future, and I can't wait to see it unfold. You keep in touch with us. Uh, it's probably time for you to head to bed, yes, but yeah. uh, no, we keep in touch with us, and we got to do a Jamie Loeb part two one day. Yeah, we hope you want to come back with us. Yeah, yeah we- I mean, let, let me know, you know. Clearly, you can see I have a, I have a lot to talk about. You do. You're awesome. Oh, we got some more questions we didn't get into. You know, <laughs> yeah. we have a lot more of the fun questions that uh, we, we we could go down a bunch of different rabbit holes. That's but we right. know it's I know. Like, well, well, now I can. That, that's going to be my homework. I can put it on my to do list to go so like cool. look up like old movies I've watched and just like. Just take note of things so when you guys, like, throw me these curveballs, I yeah. can uh, oh, have yeah. an answer for you. See, see, the problem is we're both tennis players, so we're going to throw you more curveballs. Uh, so so research may not do you that much good. Nope, nope, nope. But that's all right. We can, we can... I'm a planner. I, I like I know to you. know things in advance, as you can tell. Yeah. No, and, I, I want you to feel a little bit of uneasiness when you start, right. when you think of the uh, Adrian and Craig Athenet podcast yeah. in your mind, you're like, ooh, where are those guys going? Yeah, those guys improv a little too much. <laughs> a bunch a, of old farts. For a planner like Jamie. Yeah. yeah. It's been a great guest. Thank you, Jamie, for your time. We, like I said, uh, good luck tomorrow. Happy Memorial Day weekend. We know this is Memorial Day weekend. And, Thank and you. Appreciate all the people who are out there that have served our country to, to allow us to do stuff like this. Because, I mean, the great game is great only because we have great citizens in the past who have allowed us this opportunity to be the best country in the world. So, Very nice. Uh, Jamie, you. you have a great night. Thank you so much, and we'll keep in touch. And uh, I'll tag you in a fun post tomorrow, and John Mack may be in it. And All right. Well, you some Cardi B in there, too, you know. And J-Lo <laughs> and Lady Gaga. <laughs> awesome, I will. Hey, we remember things here. You know? <laughs> we will. All right. Uh, Jamie, good night. Have a great night. Good luck tomorrow again. Best of luck. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Good night. Thank you. What a cool girl. That was fun, CB. Very nice, very nice. Let's do a dismount real quick, should we, for our fans there. So, uh, And this is Memorial Day weekend in all seriousness. Uh, thank you all that, that are men and women who have served this country so honorably over the years. We, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for you all. And I'm not being uh, trivial or trite. You know, I'm, I'm saying this in all sincerity and all earnest. You know, I appreciate uh, everybody in the, in the armed services that protected this country. Uh, my dad served in World War II. Uh, I've had some other uh, of my relatives have been in in uh, the uh, Vietnam War. Uh, you know, so th- I appreciate. Uh, I did not have the opportunity, but I did have a draft card. I did. I, I'm one of the my my birthday. I missed it by three days of not having to sign up as uh, a draftee. But I do. I do have a draft card. Uh, January third, nineteen sixty. Uh, if you were born in nineteen fifty nine, you didn't need to. But uh, I do have a draft card, so wow. I would have, would have served this country. You know, as well. But uh, well, thanks for Thank thanks you. for for a great evening. That was a blast, CB. That was a blast, Jamie Loeb. Great guest. What a great kid, right? Darian and Dmac. Thank you. Yes. Um, 
We uh, let's. It's time for a dismount. That was a really fun episode. Yeah. Well, so thanks for listening to season one, episode forty-two, with Jamie Loeb of At the Net Podcast. Be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps, and hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news from the bunker in Dallas, Texas. As it, as it seems, seems to us. us. Good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>